it possible these days to have an argument with someone that doesn't just devolve into outright anger and frustration? I mean, is it possible to have a constructive argument? And is there such a thing? Well, there used to be, but it seems to me we have lost that skill these days. And it is a skill to be able to discuss an issue with someone and make persuasive arguments that can potentially convince that person of something that perhaps they didn't realize or know before. Our next guest knows all about that. It's Bo So, a two-time world champion debater, former coach of the Australian national debating team and author of Good Arguments. Bo, thank you for being here. Good morning, Simi. Thank you so much for having me on. Tell me, when did you become such a good debater? How did it happen? Uh, oh, it happened slowly. <laughs> I, uh, I started when I moved to Australia. I moved when I was eight, and I didn't speak English at the time. And I was having trouble adjusting to a new language, adjusting to a setting where I was pretty visibly different, the only Korean kid um, in a school full of mostly Anglo-Australians. Um, and I joined the debating team because they promised me that when you debate, when one person speaks, no one else interrupts. And it was that promise of silence that drew me in. So I started when I was about 10 years old, and by 16, I had started representing my state, 17, my country, um, and then throughout my 20s, I debated for Harvard. Um, so there's no clear point where you think you've made it, but um, <laughs> it was that feeling of getting better that, um, that, that kept me engaged. So but when you look around today and you see how difficult it is to have these difficult conversations and discussions with people, what's happened to us? What do you think? I think one, th th there's not one answer to the question, but the part that I'm most interested in is that we've, stopped, that we've stopped thinking about disagreements as a skill and a craft. We think about it as just a state of things or a, an event that visits upon us rather than something we're empowered to do something about. And it's true that there's lots to despair at um, in the world, but the tradition that I'm coming from that I'm trying to draw attention to still is a feature of the world, which is there will be across schools in Canada this week, um, students getting together to respectfully disagree. And they're going to do that, not just so they can beat the other side, but because win or lose in that conversation, they're going to get out something they wouldn't have had otherwise. So, um, you know, there's lots to despair about, but a culture of argument and the skills of argument should be some of our greatest cultural achievements. And I think it's a matter of reviving those. Yeah. What do we gain from it? If we can learn to respectfully disagree and revive that art, what do we gain? So much. Um, one is you learn about the world beyond your narrow perspective. You develop a deeper relationship with the person across from you because when we focus only on agreement, you're kind of treading on a tightrope, right? Not uh, willing to venture into the territories in which you might not share very much with the other person. Um, and for me personally, 
it was about finding a voice. Right? It was very easy for me as an immigrant to agree with everything that was happening around me or to nod my head, to wear a distant smile. Um, the part that took not only courage, I'm not sure I had much of that as a kid, but the part that took skill um, and instruction was being able to talk about the ways in which I was different with others. Um, it, it's in that that I think you can achieve a fullness of voice, a fullness of relationships, um, and can inch towards a fuller perspective on the world as well. So where do we start then? But I think this is an admirable trait that we should have. We should be able to do this. But where should we start? You have to start with listening. Um, and it's an important feature of at least how I think about debating that in order to be heard, you have to first listen. Um, and there are even here some skills that people can adopt. So one that I would suggest is called side switch in debating, where after you've kind of figured out what it is that you think about something, you take a minute, you turn to a different sheet of paper, or you take a beat, and you try and come up with the best arguments for the other side. Or you think back to what you've prepared, what you've thought about, what you've convinced yourself of, and try and poke as many holes in it as you can, as if you were listening from the perspective of someone who really disagrees with you. So that kind of unsettling of your certainty, of your ego, of letting in a different perspective, um, that's a form of listening, I think, and, and, and it's the start of a lot of good discussions. Is that how you win? Is that what you do? That's the secret? <laughs> Um, sometimes, though I, I lost a bunch as well, um, <laughs> it, it certainly uh, allows both sides to walk away from a dispute thinking they would do that again. And as long as that's the case, the conversation continues, the relationship continues. And I do think listening, in addition to any competitive advantage, allowed me to say that about the discussion. So when you see the broader things that are going on in society today, do you think that's what we could all do is a little more listening, like just almost playing devil's advocate? Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, what is um, echo chambers, if not a, a kind of a design or an architecture to block out those views that, we may be uncomfortable with. I see it as a kind of reach for psychological safety to be surrounded by people who um, are of our stripe, who wear our jersey. Um, but taking a moment to hear the other perspective, even before disagreeing with it. I mean, even though I've written a book about debate, I don't want to say that's the only way in which we should disagree, or even that disagreement is always the right way to respond to difference. Sometimes it should begin with a period of just sharing or understanding or observing or spending time together that may give rise to an occasion where disagreements might flourish. Great advice this morning. I hope uh, we all take some of it. Bo, thank you for your time.
Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. It's Bo So, a two-time world champion debater, former coach of the Australian national debating team and author of the book, Good Arguments. It takes both sides, though, to kind of play by those rules. You know what I mean? Like, you may feel like, I would love to do this, but the other person you're talking to also has to understand that we're going to do this constructively. We're not going to be so blind to everything else that's going on out there. I feel like we all could use that right now.